Once again, we have returned to host another episode of Extra Reverb. Reverb. It's me, world-famous secret. I'm Coker. Back again with Lucy Domino and Coker Isler, a.k.a. Sweet Tuesday. Hello. And uh, we're going to get this out of the way really quick because we're trying to keep this down to like two minutes. Coker has another new album out. Yeah, two-minute episode. That's it, no, guys. It's not, it's not the. it's not the... <laughs> It's not a new. It's not another album. It's the same one that I talked about in the last couple episodes. Uh, oh, it's um. What am I talking about? Now yeah, no, it's it's over. the same album. It yeah, don't worry about it, buddy. It's fine. But hey, no, can, uh, can you put that entire segment in post so people remember? <laughs> Just kidding. It's the uh, it's the same album. It's 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 out now, people. So if you guys want, it's on all platforms. Sweet Tuesday, what a strange dream. There you go. If you have any extra, oh, right? We've already info, talked about it. Any additional i didn't i didn't mean to behind the scenes i didn't mean i didn't mean to tell you don't talk about it at all but i just you know so i just i feel bad you know that's all i'm saying right but anyways yep it's the same it's the same uh same album uh sounds pretty good i really like the album art so if you want check it out if you don't then i hate you shout out to my cousin who did the artwork by the way oozing art on instagram shout out to coker's cousin whose Instagram mm-hmm. is at Tom DeLong. Yo, for real? <laughs> no, 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 for real, though. I got, dude, I, my, so I got sent a video of me when I was, like, eight back in 2012. It's me, my cousin, my older cousin, who's the one that did the artwork, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, hi, Seth, if you're watching this. <laughs> uh, and then my cousin, Troy, uh, and then my brother, Charlie, and all four of us, it's a video of us doing the Harlem Shake. <laughs> Man, you're young. I just, I'm, I'm not, not trying to say anything. It's just, it's yeah. crazy. Like, because like, think about it. Like we, you were on my first album, Dreaming from Scratch. And you were like, what, 13? That was 12, Like, that's crazy. Yeah, you oh, no, when, when did it, when did you, when did we record that? Uh, I'd say 17. it was recorded 2017, released 2018. If that helps okay. at all. So that is, yeah, I was like. Maybe 12, maybe 13. So are you 16 these days? I will be 16 April 15th, oh my, tax you're day. You're not even 16 yet, dude. I feel like I've, it's like I've known you your whole childhood. It's crazy. I know, dude. I'm basically your dad. No, Austin's my dad. You're my crazy step uncle. I hate that you said that. Austin is not <laughs> your dad. <laughs> Wait. Austin is the distant cousin that, like, you barely know, but then he rises to fame. Like, hey, buddy, yeah. remember me? Yeah, exactly. Like, I, when uh, I'm the one that comes out of the woodwork whenever um, Coker wins the lottery. Hey, remember me? It's your old cousin, Jerry. But <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal with lottery? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways... Um, you know, I just gotta say real quick, I miss you boys. I, we haven't recorded in a while. I know, dude. Like, it's so coronavirus sad. wasn't killing anybody the last time we recorded. That's how, like, long ago yeah. it's been. I think how, what's crazy... How are you? I'm good, man. It's just, it's it doesn't make sense how we haven't been recording, because we literally been, have been on quarantine for, like, so yeah. long. Like, I'm even working, like, three days a week from home now. I mean, granted, it just started, but still, it's crazy. Crazy times, boys. Yep. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta stock up on episodes so we could, we, we want to record for half a year so I don't have to listen to Coke. (laughs) Yeah, that way if we get quarantined, we won't get anybody computer viruses. Yeah. 
Right. You know, it's funny because well, before we started recording, I was like, oh, Coker this, Coker that. And then the episode yeah. starts like, oh, man, I missed you, Coker. How have you been? I missed you. He's putting it on for the camera, folks. He's putting it on so that people <laughs> Another don't example the of the media lying to us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, dude, how about you? Have you guys? So, dude, how about? Uh, so, anyways. <laughs> what is man. it? Um. We cut off Austin twice. We should probably let him. Oh, yeah, we should probably <laughs> say let him speak. what he was gonna say. I'm real sorry, guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically getting free content here for doing absolutely nothing. So you two go on. We have to edit. So what are you talking about? I literally do absolutely nothing. I talk, and then I let you guys do all the editing and the audio mixing. You know, I'm that's why that's I enjoy nothing. this. That's the reason I enjoy this podcast. See, I when we started, I was the one editing, but then Austin's like, hey, you suck at editing. So he's, he took over editing. Uh, but what he doesn't tell you is that the same the process is the same. Nothing's changed. So I don't I don't understand. Except I get the timestamps right. My timestamps were perfectly right. I would sometimes have it start like 15 seconds before the topic just so like it could introduce a little more easier. Maybe like sometimes it's like, oh, I kind of there's something funny right here. So I want people to hear it. And then it leads to the next topic. But then I was like, you just suck at this, bro. So he took it from me. I'm like, fine. I don't want to do it. No sense of timing. That is it's not that hard. Okay, I like. I sit there, I listen, I'm like, oh, this is a new sounding topic. I write down the timestamp. Sometimes it's 15 seconds before. Sue me. Bada bing, bada boom. And people have not complained once in the past, okay? So I don't know what you're on about, but I'll let you do you. So I'm I sorry, guys. I didn't mean, I didn't, I wanted this podcast to be drama free because I know this I isn't the cost responsibility for the people. However, Austin is the worst person I <laughs> complained for them. You are literally Hitler. <laughs> what? Now you got to be dropping the H word up in here. Atomic bomb. Atomic bomb? Where is the letter H in atomic? The letter H doesn't exist in atomic bomb. I thought you said A. My bad. Oh my bad, my boys. Gosh. I'm just gonna sip my Lacroix. Wow, you are so cool, bro. You hey, are man, so I'm a Californian. That's what we do. I'm in the yeah, LA area. Oh, of course. Okay, then never mind. Checks out. I'm for <laughs> checks. Out. Okay, I gotta take you guys some. So look, how about? I have entered in a competition to win a fretless guitar, and that competition ends tomorrow, so I'm going to see if I won or not. You know, on the topic of that, how do fretless guitars even work? I've actually uh, been wondering. Same way of violins and cellos yeah. and basses. Uh, but it, it seems like it'd be harder to, like, play a chord when it's like, I have to kind of, like, ballpark where yeah, but like, that's fret not begins the point. and ends. That's not what people usually do on a fretless guitar. So no, uh, no power chords, leads. No, no pop punk. Usually they use yeah. them for, um, like, for example, they use them for like lead parts a lot of time. Like for example, um, have you ever heard, uh, happiness is a warm, there's a song by the Beatles. Happiness is a warm gun. The guitar solo on that uses a fretless guitar. So it gets like that, you know, I'll have to check that out. Crazy noise. But this you one know, is maybe different if, because if um, you remember Austin, if you want to, maybe happiness. you play like a five seconds of that. Or like three seconds. Happiness. No, so we don't get we're not playing. Questions. We're not playing. We can't play the Beatles, bro. We will get shut down. <laughs> you play yeah. five seconds of a Beatles. All right, song. Just, just pitch it up like ten. Done. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just play like no, two, 10. Just, 2, just to be safe. Just to play it safe. You can't even, you know, on, Change the you know, format. On, was it, you know, on primetime television, it costs like a couple million dollars just to sing the first two words of a Beatles song. Hey. <gasps> well, now we're done. Podcast yep. is shut down, boys. We got a lawsuit. No, it's, I'd be funny. No, cut, cut that out. Cut out the Jude. <laughs> <laughs> just so it goes, hey. Hey, is Jude like a name that was like amount. common back then? Like, I don't get it. I, I don't, I've never no. met someone named Jude. It was a nickname for Julian Lennon, wasn't it? Yeah, Jude. It had a lot of controversy yeah. because Jude is also was also like what the Nazis called Jewish people. And so it's you also a very offensive term. Jude. It's <gasps> also a Beatles a very- song, idiot. It's also a very, it's considered like by some people even today, a very offensive term against Jewish people. But most people understand the song's not about that. All right, boys, when um, we say the word Jude from here on out, just assume we're talking about the Beatles song. So anyways, that's the podcast. (laughs) But no, uh, but yeah, like I was saying though, uh, it had, it caused a whole lot of controversy when it came up because of that. And not to mention the fact that they had, um, at like the Beatles record company that they had created at the time, there's a little like a big old window that they had there, and they had the words like with paint or not paint, I don't know something. They drew the in big letters "Hey Jude" on it to promote the single. And a Jewish guy called up Paul McCartney and was freaking out because that <laughs> turns out turns out during the night of Broken Glass, where like the Nazis went around and destroyed a bunch of Jewish places, that was what they wrote on all the windows. <laughs> That we're demonetized. We are we are demonetized. We have been right. There's gonna be no revenue from this. Well, jokes on YouTube. We don't make money anyways. We do this out of yep. the kindness of our hearts. We're, we do. <laughs> this is brought to you by viewers like you. Thank you. By the way, you. guys, this this episode is sponsored by. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by. I was gonna say a company, but then I don't want to risk. Yeah. Getting extra demonetized. So this episode is brought to you by Mines Austin's and Coker's Twitter account. Be sure to follow us yeah. and ask us questions. Maybe links maybe we'll in sponsor description. It. Yeah, links in description. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll do like a segment where we answer a question or two. Who knows? This yeah. is this is this video was sponsored by Coker Eastlers Pet Cemetery and Crematorium. Okay, 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 okay. We're, we're, nope, nope. Shut it down. Shut it down, boys. You tie, you tie, and we fry. <laughs> uh, since the last episode, also obviously Animal Crossing was also released um obviously the music about that the music in that game it's always yeah. been just real relaxing you know it's it's a type of music I strive to like at least like dabble with one day because it's it's just a whole different type of thing than what I do now because it's really more, like it's more about like uh, the melody and more it's like kind of like atmospheric and not so much like I, uh, oh this is in your face music is just kind of like it complements what you're doing in the game you know I saw I still right. haven't gotten Animal Crossing. I need to, but I saw how you can create your own like tune for your island, and then Isabel will oh, sing dude, it in the game. Oh, dude, you did that in all of them. I just did mine's yesterday. Yeah, you it's can cool. do it in all of the freaking yeah, Animal all Crossing, of them, dude. Even the first one. I never knew that. Yeah, it's cool. What's cool is I always use the same tune, so it's kind of like it kind of carries on with me. So I make I do, a. Um, uh, I think you're restricted to C major though, which is weird. I do. Uh, what is it? I'd like to. Uh, Make mine a slob on my knob. <laughs> did y'all see that? Like an, did, did y'all see uh, how, no. how Eric Andre and a bunch of other like 
comedians and actors got together to make fun of that Imagine thing, where all those actors sang Imagine like Neanderthals, completely off key, and then um, and then uh, they sang it like Neanderthals, and you then are going like way people over hated my head, it, dude. What do you mean? I have never heard of any of this. You never. Yeah, I mean, how have you guys? Have you guys been living under a rock? It's literally been the thing that everybody's been memeing about. How like uh, the girl I can't remember her name, Gal Doe, the girl who played Wonder Woman, and a bunch of other actors and actresses, including the guy who's in the Sonic movie, not Jim Carrey, the other dude who was in Hop. Uh, they went. They came and they started singing "Imagine" by John Lennon to quote unquote help spread awareness about the coronavirus or something like that. And it was just so terrible and so like just awfully timed that everybody just started making fun of it. And so Eric Andre and a bunch of other comedians got together and they sang slob on my knob in the same way. <laughs> I'm clearly not in touch with the younger generation. Me neither. They're with, old. With all the those South people Carolina are older than you. They're old. How are you? What? Doesn't matter, man. Doesn't matter. They're cooler than us. We're just Culture, you don't understand. I'm trying to invalidate stuff. you. And Animal Crossing. We're too busy with Animal Crossing. You're right. Animal yeah. Crossing is pretty top priority. <laughs> you know, it came out at a great time, although it really could have came out a week earlier. But I understand as a pain in the butt. Yeah. But, you know, with everyone being quarantined, it's been great, you know. It's just two, been two games with great music came out, man. Doom Eternal That's and true. Animal Crossing. Doom has right. pretty cool music. Doom's I never really had. played Doom before, but Doom I accept it. I acknowledge yeah. it, and it's like, hey, yeah. what's up? Doom's always had great music. My favorite one is um, my favorite soundtrack is obviously the first one. Man, that that could be considered questionable because <laughs> it's it's just literally the guy admitted that he straight up ripped off metal music half the time. But I mean, it's still a good soundtrack. I mean, I figure that's the point. Like, how can you not have metal type of music in that type of game? You know. Yeah. Well, you'd be surprised a lot of... You know, I want to get more um, acoustic... Oh, sorry. Uh, No, you can go. I didn't hear you at all, so I I didn't know you were talking. But I was Uh, just going to say that... um, Yeah, go. The... I kind of want to get more acoustic foam on my wall. Just a little bit more. But I don't know if coronavirus is affecting how much that... uh, You know, the shipments on that. Because I I get my stuff from Foam Factory, you know? Rock wool. Don't you have to make that? Or, like, make the uh, the, the frames... I mean, you I don't could want buy much frames. more. I just want to. I want to like it's like a maybe a twelve pack to kind of like fill in some of the spots I have left because I, have, you know, I have a decent coverage at this point. So you say I that you more, say- I need at least one more base trap, maybe two more. No, what you need uh, is a diffuser. What's that? You don't know what a diffuser is? Not off the top of my head. Uh, should I look it up? Uh, sure, audio if you diffuser. Want. Like you guys cool? say that you foam? guys are sitting there talking about acoustic foam while I have literally none. Yeah, you, you big show off. Cool. Anyways, um, so absorption, is the, uh... which is what you have, absorbs sound waves and okay. does not let them out, right? Now, you have the right. type of shape of absorption that also kind of spreads them out a bit, but it's so soft that it usually just absorbs them. A diffuser okay. is... It it has uh, smooth edges, but it's kind of a random shaped thing. When you look it up, you'll see it looks like a bunch of yeah, blocks just I, placed randomly I on each I, other. And it's it meant like, to spread like out Minecraft sound waves map. and make them sound more even instead of just absorbing them all. A good studio nice. uses both diffusion and absorption. 
How many of these should I get? Like a couple? A lot? I don't want a lot, but what do you think? They're pretty expensive. You better start with just two. Uh, One uh, for the back wall and one for the top wall. Are they big? Yeah, kind of. I mean, they come in all shapes and sizes. My only problem is I I honestly have, like, no space on, like, the wall where my desk sits at. Because there's a big window. One of them will go in the ceiling. Okay. Yeah, we ceiling we'll, is a good we'll place talk, to put we'll diffusers. I've okay. I, I don't. I've never known why my cool. room sounds the way it does. Like I, I'm kind of scared. The, the thing is, I would love to put acoustic foam, but the thing is, I'm scared if it's gonna like. I'm scared about my music sounding too different when it, I'm finished with it, and that's the thing I'm worried about. Well, if anything, it'll help give you a, you know a clearer sound, so to speak. Right. And. You know, the cleaner sound you have, the more you could mess around with it in post. Because, you know, this is going to, you know, this is obvious. We all know this. But there's a difference between having a natural reverb and then having the ability to change up the reverb as much as you want. Because if you have that natural reverb when you record it, you know, you're screwed. You're stuck with it. And, you know, you can hear that in my older music. But now, since I have, you know, way less reverb going on in my room, it's a, I have a little more free range so to speak. I don't know if that's the best way to explain it. But you know what I mean. Yeah, and um, I've never known. I think I figured out, by the way, Austin, you always talk about how you never know how my ribbon mic never picked up the whole room until I started recording the podcast. I think I figured out why. When we started recording the podcast, I had the mic located in a different spot. So before I recorded the podcast, when I was still recording music with it, I had it positioned in the corner of the room to my left right now, and I had position there, and when it was facing me, it was stretching from the left to the right, and the mic, and the mic came out in front of my face, and so the other side of that mic wasn't picking up the room; it was only picking up the immediate wall that was right there. You mean the corner? Not the corner. It was no. It was a flat. the The mic was in the corner, like the stand was in the corner. It was like, and it was. It sat there. And it hunched over, you know, went over to reach in front of my face. And so whenever I would speak into it, the other end wouldn't, wouldn't really be picking up anything but the wall that was immediately to it. Do you record in that uh, that weird, like, like uh, what should I call it, like hallway e thing in your room? Yes. What if you got, like, I'm, at, I'm actually asking this, Austin. What if you got, like, sound, like big sound blankets and, like, got, like, some kind of, like, clothesline and had it to where it blocked off the room? I would I would hallway. die for that man. That would be so cool. That would like, be would that improve his sound at all? Just probably, probably for vocals. I'd imagine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it would, yeah it would that, I might sounded, try that now. It would definitely sound more dead. But you're with the you're using the 770 now, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hmm. it's um I don't know, how, cardioid, I don't know. I don't, yeah, cardioid. Yeah. Uh It still sounds yeah. like it's picking up a ton of the room though. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happened recently. For some reason, now it's starting to pick up the room, but eh, I'll I'll deal with it. Uh, but uh, yeah. What is it? Um, I don't know. You know, I read something interesting on Reddit the other day, and uh, that's not a good way to start about- off a sentence. <laughs> that's no, <laughs> that no, never leads in anything. This, good. Was, this, this was something I didn't even know. And it was it was about EQ. It was about that, you know how people generally say that it's better to cut 
when you're EQing and not to boost so much. Yeah. Right. Subtractive EQing. Well, yeah, but the thing is, cutting is better as this guy was saying it's a myth because they say that, you know, obviously boosting your EQ can distort some of the sound. But the thing is, when you're doing it digitally, that's not really a thing. Because when you're boosting an EQ, uh, whatchamacallit, curve, you're just turning up the sound of it, right? No, that's not the main reason yeah. why they say that cutting is better. They say that cutting is better because boosting introduces more phase issues since you're usually boosting a wider range. And um, it just it's just making the sound more unnatural, whereas if you're just surgically removing a couple bad frequencies then it's just taking out the bad and leaving the good and you can turn it up with the gain knob. But, I'd imagine I mean, that it's would not be, like you only would... use one or the other. Mm -hmm. You have to use them in tandem. I'd imagine boosting would be more, would be worse in the lower end, generally, because... What, boosting you in know, the lower that, end? That frequency, yeah, because that frequency would, I... is a lot more prevalent. Obviously, if you're boosting a bass, that's fine, as long as it's not too loud. But I mean... I would imagine generally, if you kind of boost in the higher end, it wouldn't be as noticeable, depending on what it is. I guess it'd vocals be noticeable, would be very noticeable. It'd be noticeable, but in the but right, the, there probably the right wouldn't way. be as many problems. Yeah, probably I do wouldn't a be lot as of, many problems getting things to fit together. I do a lot of boosting, and I think I probably shouldn't be. Well, that's what I'm trying to say: is you shouldn't actually feel bad for boosting because there isn't really anything wrong with it as long as it sounds good. Because you know, obviously, if it sounds good, it is good, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have one thing. And I guess boosting is uh, really, like, a problem when it was analog equipment. But since it's not and everything's digital these days, it's, it's all good. Yeah. Introduces less issues. What, what is it? Um, One thing that has really held me out is Austin showed me how to do side chains. That shows you how much a noob I am. I don't know about side chaining. And I used to have this problem where my voice, I always felt like my voice, I never really liked the mids in my voice whenever I was recording. I liked to crank the mids down. And I was I would always have the problem where it was like, oh, well, I, I like the sound of it, but it's not appearing, you know, it's, it's now it's covered up by all the other instruments in the song. And now I've been doing side chaining and now, and, you know, it sounds a whole lot better. So I like to side chain my reverb and uh, sometimes delay in my uh, master effects and then i'll send certain audio to it sounds really cool when you do it like that um also another thing i do which isn't quite the same but what i like to do and i you hear it in mystery is i'll i'll have like let's say my lead vocal and then i'll duplicate it add a delay to it and one that just gives that makes it easier because it's it, you kind of you can mess with how the delay sounds because if it's too prevalent well guess what you can, you can literally turn it down audio wise Another cool thing is to then sidechain that. Gives a really cool effect if you want to try it out. It's like ducking it. That's what it is. Yeah. But except it's cooler because you could say it's sidechaining. <laughs> well, speaking of analog versus digital, one of the big things that I really wanted to talk about in this episode was about sample rates. I happened across a video the other day that was called Sample Rates. The higher, the better, right? And this video was a very detailed demonstration about mixing with higher sample rate projects. 
And you know, of course, the higher your sample rate, the more size your audio files will be, and the harder the CPU will have to work to run the plugins. I know, now, I have trouble running 96K when I'm trying to mix and stuff and reason, so I only do it when I record, if I remember. So my only thing is sometimes I'll record half the song in 96, but then the other half in like 48 because I forget. Well, Not that it matters to what you're saying. I'm just kind of giving in my two cents. Yeah. I usually try to record in 96. But what this dude was I saying try, was that... Yeah. What this dude was saying is that it doesn't really matter what sample rate you record in. What matters is what you mix in with your plugins in the digital world. Now, mm -hmm. let's begin with... Let's begin by talking about analog and digital or... Just like the difference in how they record sound. Obviously, if we're thinking about analog, what's the sample rate of an analog tape machine? Do they have a sample rate? Does it? Does it? Does that technically give? Does do they technically have a sample rate? Or is that exactly? Not exactly, they don't have one. Yeah, it's technically was, infinite because yeah. that's not how an analog tape machine records sound. Exactly, it doesn't take digital pictures of the sound waves, it actually think about that. imprints it the sound. It physically does it. Yeah, yeah. that's what that's I was about to say. Cool. I was like... I didn't even think about that. I was like, I was like, I don't think they have a sample rate because if you record one, it's sort of like when you record it, if you record it at high speed, it, you get a clear sound, but if you record it at lower speed, you get a less clear sound. It's not like it's taking sample bits, though. or You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not like it's taking samples. It's just literally imprinting the sound. Yeah. It's kind of like a, kind of like a, you think of it like an actual like physical hard drive. And the reason why those easily go out is because, you know, they're literally being written on a physical disc. So does that mean data on your computer is physical technically? No, wait. If you, I if think, you use a hard drive? I think what you're talking about slower speed is for playback. More for like playback because... That has to be trans well, well, no, no, transduced no. into electric energy to be heard, right? No, 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 no. What I'm talking about is because they, um, if you record something at a slower speed, yeah, you can record more, but it sounds lower quality. And if you record at high mm -hmm. speed, it takes shorter time for you to run out, but it's at a higher quality. So, I okay. mean, there's got to be some sort of difference when you're recording it on there for it to be like that. So that would also technically affect um, how much like space. I may be wrong. I'm not trying to. I'm. I, I may be. It may not even be related at all. But it's just like topic. that's sort of what I'm thinking about right now. Interruption, real Keep quick. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Jones Barbecue and Foot Massage. <laughs> no. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by the President of the United States. He loves this podcast because he's all audio. You wouldn't <laughs> expect Donald. You wouldn't expect our president to be an audiophile, but sure enough, he listens Somebody, to us on his. When uh, Donald Trump's on the toilet, he's not just tweeting; he's listening to extra reverb with AirPods. <laughs> with AirPods. <laughs> Oh, by the way, guys, uh, you got to give me props for not flexing for over 30 minutes, but I got AirPod Pros. Wow. Uh, yeah. That is so yeah, cool. Bro, guess good. what? I got two bottles of water. I got them. Not LaCroix. so special anymore, are you? Yeah, because I got Animal Crossing. Oh, uh, you got me on that one. 
Sorry, bud. Well, I got a weird. But I can't more... use my AirPods while playing Animal Crossing, so that kind of that yeah, kind of grinds my gears, guys. So, well, anyways, <laughs> well, I got a Morse code in the ghost Nintendo. <laughs> Thoughts? But no, what's cool about the AirPods, and I've been playing around with it a lot, is the noise cancellation. Uh, earlier, I, I went to take a I went to take a poop, and I I closed. I have two bathroom doors because I have one you section of my bathroom is like the sink and the counter and pickle. stuff. But then the other door, you go and the room is just the toilet and the shower. So I have both closed. Hey, edit that in post. So I don't look like an idiot, Austin. Pooping why in the dark is actually you, pretty awesome. Why do you it, talk it, about? Did you do we have to know that you had two clothes? It's relaxed. I said I said doors. You said clothes. You said I meant clothes. doors. Hey, edit that in post so I don't look like an idiot, Austin. And I had the lights off. I, I started doing my business. I turned on noise cancellation. <laughs> Just pure <laughs> silence, pure bliss. It was amazing. <laughs> Why are It was you... like having my own executive bathroom. I'm really glad to know about how you use noise cancellation to drop the noise of you dropping a fat river pickle out of your ears. I'm so glad you've told us if, this. If Apple didn't think, like, if this wasn't Apple's intention when releasing these earphones, I don't know what is. I don't know what it was. <laughs> probably, probably people who want to hear music I bet and not you the hear anything CEO else around of them. Apple. I bet Steve Jobs back in his day was like, you know what? I just want noise cancellation, canceling headphones while I, I, I take a deuce. And people were like, <laughs> man, I we agree, but we don't know how to make it happen. And over the years, it just kept like... It kept going in Tim Cook's head or whatever, whoever is the CEO of Apple. I think it is Tim Cook. Tim I could Cook. be completely wrong. It's Tim, it's Tim Cook. And, and then he was just sitting on the toilet one day. He heard his kids in the background just like screaming. He's like, ah, this is so annoying. Like, I can't concentrate. But then like, he was like out of nowhere, like, wait a second. And then he, he runs to the drawing boards. He thinks about what Steve Jobs once told him personally uh, via iPhone 1. And so he started building, and he built the iPhone 7 with AirPods. He's like, we're so close. We'll get there one day. And then Gen 2 came out, and he's like, I'm sick of this. I need this to happen. So he went to the board meeting. It was like, AirPod Pros. And they're like, what's so pro about it? Noise cancellation. What, How do you what, think what, it why works? Would we, why would we need noise cancellation? Freaking Tim. Like, wh why? And then he, he slaps Tim. the blueprints, and then it shows a quote from Steve Jobs, and he says, I wish I had noise-canceling headphones while I pooped. And they're like, this is genius, Tim. I love the fact and that... And then it's here. We I, got it. I love picturing Tim Cook sitting in his office. He's got, like, all these inspirational posters of, like, <laughs> John of Steve Wozniak, Steve Jobs, Bill G all the big figureheads just sitting there with massive quotes, and then he just has one in a golden frame, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> frame from the Victorian era. It's a picture of Steve Jobs with his finger, doing the finger gun placed up on his cheek, and he's like, he's like, I really wish I had headphones so that I wouldn't hear my poop. <laughs> I promise you that's probably what happened. <laughs> I love I love thinking oh of the God. idea that there's ideas that like that Steve Jobs has created that are like that. Like what are we going to get next? Like freaking like Shreddies, the underwear where if you fart, no, the eye underwear. You fart, no stink. Wow. Okay, I guess it wasn't funny. Thank you, guys. <laughs> I fully endorse Tim Cook well, as president of the United States. Okay, yes, thank you. But, like, how do you think those work, the noise-canceling AirPods? You mean noise-canceling in general or just the AirPods? No, like, how do you think the AirPods are able to do noise-canceling? 
I mean, it has a microphone. It's phase cancellation. Huh. It really works. Now, yeah, I mean, you know how, like, it's. I'm pretty sure it's the same how, like, Beats headphones do it. By the way, made by the same people. Uh, if you don't know, long story short, if I'm not mistaken, it's basically, there's a microphone in your headphones. It records the sound that goes in it, and it literally kind of flips it in a way. And it cancels out the, the frequency the made. polarity. <clears throat> yeah. And that's the reason why it sounds really good if you're in, like, a quiet room with just, like, a fan on or, like, you're on an airplane with, like, just the rumbling of the jets. And that's why, but you still hear, like, people talking to you or, like, other random sounds. Like, if you're in a car, your mom's listening to Taylor Swift, I wish I was 22. You're still going to hear 22. I'm sorry. Well. Not my mom. She doesn't listen to T-Swift, unfortunately. But I'm sure your mom does because she's dumb. Not your mom specifically, Austin. I mean, like the audience, the 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 listener right now. I'm oh, sure yeah, their mom sure. is an Insult idiot. The audience, <laughs> classic Jacob. Dear 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 audio listeners, if you're listening via audio, you're an idiot. Okay, you better be you better be watching us. Okay, yeah, we have a visual like, on the yeah. screen for a reason. You know, <laughs> with that with that in mind, with that being said, we're. I don't know if, uh, you know, go ahead and cut this out if you don't want to talk, but I don't see why not. We're still in the process of trying to figure out how to get this podcast on uh, podcast hosting apps like uh, Apple Podcasts or even Spotify. So I know a lot of you have been requesting that. Maybe not you guys, but we have had requests in the past. And I I agree. I listen to my podcast usually audio-wise. I have Apple Podcasts in my car, so I get it. So we're working on it. I I want it to happen. I'm sure some of you do. Uh, But you guys better listen. When we do that, whenever I listen, whenever I listen to Joey Diaz, the church of what's happening now, I usually just watch it on YouTube. The only podcast I watch on YouTube and it's because it's like really amusing for some reason is the Gus and Eddie podcast. So you guys might even recognize some of the jokes I made if you listen to that as well. But uh, good podcast. Uh, but normally, you know, with this podcast, we don't have an actual like much of a visual. We just have a visualizer. You know, there's no. There's no video of us talking to each other, making it, keeping it entertaining, you know? No one's going to want to watch an ear in, like, circles around it for 50 minutes. <laughs> There's a lot of commitment. It's got, so, yeah. you know, that's why it's our priority to a degree to get this podcast out to you guys via just audio. So you can listen to it in the background while you talk to your mom about T-Swift with the noise-canceling AirPods. I'm like, oh, can't hear you, Mom. Listening to uh, extra reverb with noise cancellation. And then she just punches you with as much force as it takes to create a sun. Not like a new sun, but I mean like the sun. The freaking stupid fireball in the sky that makes it hot. And I hate it. Sheesh. Usually, Coker's the one that goes off on tangents. Today, it appears that Jacob has taken over this responsibility, yeah, and he has Jake. handled it's, it it's, very it's well. It's ironic. It's ironic considering that I usually give Coker crap. That's a the, bad that's time. the good word for. <laughs> ha! You have to censor that in post, unless you don't. So uh, do it like what they I, do I, with do with like what they I do with those old saying. do it with like what they do with those like Adam Sandler movies when they play them on TV and a character says the S word that instead they like edit it so it says shoot but it's like completely out of tone Dude, so it sounds so oh, fake I, I I've I've heard that in the past it sounds so bad 
It's, it's like, so what? funny. I would have rather if you just cut the entire scene. <laughs> like, dude, I, I, we, me and my friends were watching Grown Ups because we love that movie. What if you, wait, not to, not to cut you off, but what if yeah. you just reversed it? So it was like, this? Instead of, Yeah, you know, but that's not as funny as it that's, being, that's as being like, to. that's a nice word for shoot. You know, but, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, no, uh, or crap, you could do like that, but, uh, like, me and my buddies are watching Grown Ups because that's an awesome movie that everybody should watch. I disagree. <laughs> we were watching it, and there's, like, this scene where um, Rob Schneider's character is like, is like, I gotta be honest, guys. I wear a toupee. <laughs> I wear a toupe. And then, like, the nanny in the movie, she's like, she says no, you know what I mean? She said no S word because I'm, I'm, I'm family friendly here. Uh, but, uh, and they tried guys. to cover it up. They tried to cover it up, so just out of concert, she goes, no crap. <laughs> it is I've so heard worse, bad. and I wish I could tell you exactly what I've heard. I don't remember. But no, I'm gonna, it's gonna be like tonight. I'll be best. trying to go to bed. I'm like, oh, that should have. You said know that. what movie has the best like censoring like that though? They they actually put effort into it. Step What's Brothers. A, I haven't seen What's Step, the part Brothers. Of Step Brothers. Step Brothers. What? No, but the, I don't. It's stupid stuff, but they got it down good. Like there's a scene where um Will Ferrell looks at his brother in the movie. I can't remember the brother's name, but he's like. Uh, Dale. That's one yeah, of my Dale, favorite movies, Dale, by the yeah. way. Like, when I Brennan, la- like it's so good. Yeah. That movie is ridiculously gold. Yeah, you it guys is watch so it good. That is a good. But movie. it's not but for like, it's not for the babies in the audience. Yeah. it's a rated R, by the way. Brennan Brennan throws Dale like punches in or no? I guess, who's the other one? Brennan and Dale. Brent Brennan Dale. Well, no, no. I mean, the, no. Brennan's older, younger brother, the one that's played oh, Derek. by Derek. Derek. So Adam yeah. Scott. D- so Dale punches. Derek and he falls out there and Brennan goes, "Hey, you want, you can, can you want to do something for me?" And Derek goes, "What?" He goes, "Can you lick my butt hair?" And they thought they needed to censor that, so instead he goes, "Can you lick my back hair?" And it literally, <laughs> like, I don't know how, but like they got it on point, so it literally doesn't sound like it's out of place in the movie. Like they did a actually good job. I, I wonder they got, if like the actual actors no, like they did recorded lines. Yeah, that's ADR. how they did. That's how they did. Yeah. Like, they did it you know, really good. I hate ADR when you notice it. I think I notice it in Stranger Things once or twice where, like, they'll say something and you're like, they didn't say that. Yeah. Like, even in the newest season, I caught it, like, once or twice. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, what? What happened there? You're taking away from Jacob's enjoyment. Yeah, dude. Like, you when when you release a season of Stranger Things, your, expect, your, your expectations... Wait, how do I say this? Your, your, uh, how do I say it? Your, your vision, the, the vision you should have when the Warner Brothers or whoever makes <laughs> Stranger Things should be, is, will this please Jacob? If not, we need to go back to the drawing board. We're, it's not done. <laughs> or what is it? Um, For example, uh, one of my, I see this in a lot of, that, that happens in a lot of old movies from like the 60s. Uh, like for, for help, the movie by the Beatles, Help. From like 1965, there's like this that scene. Movie? Yeah, it's a good movie. By the all those movies that they did are good. They're really good, funny too. But they're like they're going that they're like sledding down this hill and they're talking to each other, and it's obvious they dubbed it in afterwards. You know, and then there's another scene where Ringo like is rolling down a hill, and Ringo wasn't. E- it's not like Ringo wasn't even trying to make it seem like he was actually getting hurt. He was like, "Ouch, ouch." out you know it's like so fake it was so it's funny but i mean i mean for that time i mean it probably was they probably thought it was actually in the movie 
You know what's cool? Um, I'm on Reddit <laughs> right now, and I only do that to see if I can see anything oh, no. about the podcast or that I'm bored. Uh, but this guy is uh, is actually using Ableton in VR. So, like, around him is nothing but, like, some beautiful space picture. And then he just has a screen of Ableton. And not only is that bat, like, cool, but I'm also wondering, like, would that help you, like, concentrate on the music? Or would that be, like, too distracting? Because for me, I get I get pretty motion sick after using VR for too long. I think it would help. But I thought it was cool, you know. Depending on, like, what if you had, like, just nothing but blackness around you, and then just a screen of, like, a, you know, your music DAW. You can't look Not at blackness. anything else. Like, like, I think the stars are fine. It's still just a background. But, mm-hmm. yeah. What is it? Um, That's one I- thing. I liked watching Netflix in my, uh, my Android VR I had a few years ago. Because you're in, like, this beautiful, like, house on, like, a mountainside, and there's, like, snow. It was, like, a nice-looking yeah, house um, with nothing around you. A, a cool BoJack Horseman poster on top of the TV. And if it wasn't for, like, the motion sickness aspect of it, because I, I have vertigo, if that helps yeah. oh. the audience know. So that makes it a little worse. But it was so cool. I loved watching VR that way. It was it was just, I don't, I like the you idea should, of, like, being in that house that. watching. What's up? You should write a song about that. I should. Vertigo. Uh, Anyways, would Vertigo you would VR. you produce music in VR? Leave a comment. No, below. I would definitely try. And there would definitely be a link to that in the description. Yep, yep, cool, cool. Because Austin is not me. You know, I'm like, ugh, Link. So then Austin's like, it's not that big of a deal, guy. Oh, just to I mention real I quick, um, I would just to it. mention real quick, for you guys who are trying to get into music, uh, Logic Pro X is actually free for 90 days, apparently. You can try it out. Are you kidding me? No, I- I'm going to send a link. It's it's real. And it makes me mad, because I wish I had this back when I first got my MacBook, because they don't, for, they for some reason, don't offer free trials. But yeah, I guess it's for like, hey guys, we know you're in quarantine, you're what? bored, try a new hobby. Yeah, crazy. I can't believe it. Oh, that's try so it. Unlike it's a 90-day trial. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I said. Well, free for you didn't 90 days. It was yeah, a trial. It's a, it's a, well, yeah, of you course said, it's a trial. Free for 90 days. I thought days you said they I were said. offering it free for 90 days. Oh, well, yeah, they're offering. Oh, sorry. Uh, I see like how the you deal with last that. That is my bad. That is my bad. If it was completely well, free for 90 days, I would forgive Apple for every sin they commit from here on out. Yeah. So, what is it? Um, What are you talking about with like Netflix and all that in VR? Uh, yeah, that's there was an episode of Joe Rogan's podcast where they had um Andrew Carmack, which is like the guy who he he developed. He was the developer, like the main coding guy for Doom and Quake, and uh, and still he does Doom and Quake now. He's still part of it, but um he's also the head of or one of the big. If he's not the head, he's one of the big guys uh, with Facebook and the Oculus Rift. Not Facebook, but just the Oculus Rift. Uh, and he was talking about most people actually just use the VR headsets just to watch movies and stuff to be like they're in a theater. Hmm. Fascinating. Anyways, I, w- I was going to say movies. there will be there will be a link to that logic trial in the description as well. Go check it's, it out Apple's if you have a Mac. Website, so don't be like, oh, I'm gonna send this to our friend. Actually, Dude, there's anyways. Nothing. So about twenty minutes ago. I was trying to get us into a discussion about this sample rate video that I'm I saw. Sorry. <laughs> I I blame Coker. I bet I bet it was his fault that we we derailed from that. Eh. But continue. 
Okay, so we're going to ignore analog. It's, there's no reason to talk about analog. Yeah, everyone's using digital these days, I'm um, sure. No, I mean, it's just not relevant here. for this. Because yeah. what yeah. this guy was saying was that, like, sample rate, it doesn't really matter for recording, but it does for mixing. And here's why. So when you're recording something, in the digital world, we're using these things called sample rates. Now, the human range of hearing is 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz. And if you're going to record something, the safest way to record it is to record it at a speed that is high enough to capture at least two samples for every frequency that's in the human range of hearing. Which is why we have the normal sample rate above 40,000 hertz, meaning it would be able to capture every frequency in the human range of hearing at least twice every second. Like the highest frequency, 20,000 hertz, that would be captured exactly two times per second. Now, the sample rate is actually a bit higher than that. It's 44.1 kilohertz. So we have, like, some headroom. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense now. I never if really you think about, about it. Yeah, if you think about, like, say there's a, uh, a sound wave that's exactly 44.1 hertz, that gets captured exactly 1,000 times per second. So it's extremely accurate reproduction. Now, this also explains why if you go down to, like, 8K sample rate or even 3K sample rate, which is what they use on telephone speakers, or, like, telephone transmissions, then the Is that why it end, sounds like garbo? The high-end reproduction is just not there, because it cannot sample fast enough to capture those higher frequencies. If you're using an 8,000 hertz sample rate, that means it's only able to capture an 8 kilohertz sine wave once every second and it's only able to capture a 16 kilohertz sine wave every two seconds. Anyways, 44.1 is enough to capture everything in the human range of hearing. There is barely any audible difference, if any, when you go up to 48 or 96 or 192, and most speakers can't even play back those sample rates anyways. So why mm -hmm. bother? Here's why. When you're running a session and you're mixing, you can run the session in 48, 96, 192, or 44.1, and it will put different loads on your CPU based on what the sample rate is. And of course, like, if you record at 96, that's going to be a larger file size than if you record it at 48, etc. But it all comes down to using plugins like saturation or compression. Compression, we're going to ignore for the for the sake of this podcast. Saturation, let's talk about that. So you two know what saturation is. I know Coger does because I explained this to him before the recording Yeah, began. But you know what it is, right, Jacob? Well, I knew even before that. But yeah. All I remember That's true. is I. it's what I use to make my music sound louder but good. Okay, saturation, basically what it will do is add extra harmonics. So if we have like a, uh, a one one kilohertz sine wave, it will add harmonics at two kilohertz, three kilohertz, six kilohertz, not really, but like it'll add it at mathematical intervals, right? Mm -hmm. So this will give the illusion of a sound being louder when actually it's just bringing out more harmonics, making it sound a bit crisper, a bit warmer. But if you think about it, in the real world, like, if I'm, if I'm talking here, I'm 
producing frequencies out of my mouth that range everywhere from like maybe 80 hertz to 15 kilohertz. So a very wide range of frequencies are issuing forth from my mouth. You have a nice mouth. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> same thing for every other human. Um, oh, I also have a nice mouth. Yeah, I guess. But anyways, um, so That's like cool. when these frequencies issue forth, if you, if you add some saturation to that, yeah, it's going to start adding harmonics. Let's say that I'm hitting a note that's about 110 hertz. But that's only the fundamental tone because the human voice also has harmonics and it also has sibilance, sorry. Now, all of that all of those harmonics and all of that sibilance is going to have some harmonics added onto it by the saturation as well. Now, think about this. What if you start to add harmonics and you have like the upper range of the human voice, which is like, like I said, about 15 kilohertz, and you're adding harmonics. Well, if you have a third harmonic on that, that's going to be 45 kilohertz. That is above the sample rate. So that's not going to be captured as well if you're in 44.1. But it's not being captured. It's simply being processed by the system, right? Okay. So what's the computer going to do? This isn't an analog system where it'll just ignore it because it won't just sound natural. It won't just be audible as 45 kilohertz, which it, it wasn't audible by humans anyways, but it's still there. It's still a harmonic being generated by the saturation. Well, apparently, according to this guy, this will manifest itself as a phenomenon known as aliasing, where, believe it or not, when you reach the Nyquist limit, which is apparently the actual limit of the sample rate, the highest thing being a that is being able to be captured, which in a 44.1 kilohertz sample rate, that would mean a 44.1 kilohertz sine wave. Once you reach that limit, it will actually not capture anything above that, and it will just begin to fold back in on itself. So basically, it will start to be... It will start to go down, basically. The higher, the more harmonics you get, the more lower the frequency will be. And you'll start to get subharmonics, and it'll start being audible again if you do it enough. Pretty crazy, right? So it'll, it'll just, it'll create some extra artifacts, right? That are only native to digital systems. Ain't that weird? Mm-hmm. Luckily, there's a way around it. As this guy explained, there's two ways around it, actually. You could, number one, run your sample rate up to, like, run your project in a higher sample rate. It doesn't matter what you recorded the files in. If you just record in, like, 44.1, and then you run the project in 96, um, basically, it will take longer for the... It'll take more, more information for the aliased harmonics to start to be audible again because they have more headroom. They have more headroom before they reach the Nyquist limit. I promise, I promise, I promise this is a lot easier to understand if you visualize it, which this guy did a great job of doing it. So that video will definitely be linked in the description. You can go and check it out. But luckily there is another way around it, and that is called oversampling. Do you, either of you know what oversampling is? No. How do I say no in Spanish? No. <laughs> no. No. Oversampling is a feature built into some higher-end plugins. Basically, 
In Pro Tools, you know how you have the dynamic plugin processing, which basically it will only turn on, it will only activate the plugin when it detects signal, which saves some CPU space. So this will basically, it'll act the same way. When it detects signal, it will go into oversampling mode, which means that it will basically temporarily sample the incoming signal at a much higher rate than what it naturally is. So you can have like eight times sample rate in oversampling, which means a 44.1 signal or a 48 kilohertz signal will be sampled temporarily at almost 400,000 hertz per second. Meaning the aliasing, it'll be a non-factor. It'll be there, but it'll be a non-factor because the Nyquist limit is so high, it's 392 kilohertz. And it would like have to reach that with all the harmonics. Now, funny enough, the same thing happens with compression because saturation actually tames some of the dynamic range. It will bring up the RMS because of all the new harmonics. And of course, compression can do that as well. So there's a few different high-end plugins of both compression and saturation that will allow you to do oversampling. So basically, is a higher sample rate better? No for recording. It makes no difference for recording. For mixing, if you have a really high-end CPU that can handle it, sure. If not, there's always oversampling, which will save you CPU space. They've what also happens got if you don't mix in 96, but let's say you render in 96? Will that then, change anything? Then there will be no difference. What I've been doing is I've mixed in 96 and rendered in 48, because 48 is like what they use on iTunes Mastering. That's like the highest sample rate that's being used for master files out there. But I figure since it's encoding it, it might as well get a, get like twice uh, twice the sample rate coming in. That's pretty safe practice. But apparently you know, these uh, plugins can really run up your CPU if you would, if you don't watch out. So if you're using oversampling plugins, definitely you don't want the project sample rate to be up there. Like there's no need for it at that. Or it would just be... It would just really tax your CPU if you do that. So yeah, watching the so, video will help. On the topic of that, Watch the video. have you yeah. seen on iTunes how some songs, especially older songs, are like remastered for iTunes? Yeah, yeah. Is this That's, at all what they're that doing? That basically Changing? just means it's remastered. Like, the you know, analog tape, it basically, it has an infinite sample rate to an extent. I mean, we've talked about, we talked about earlier how... Um, Speeding up the tape means you get more high-end information. Slowing it down means you get more low-end information. Weird. Ignore that, though, because basically what they're doing is they're taking the original analog tapes and they're capturing them in the computer, probably at 96, and then exporting them at 48. But basically, the original masters, like if they were put on CD, that would be 44.1. Now, you get about 4,000 more... 4,000 more hertz of sample rate. There's barely any difference, though, like I said. It's really all just ones and zeros. It's really just counting, do you want 4,000 more ones and zeros per second than what you already have, which is 44,000 ones and zeros per second. We'll be passing out straws so that you guys can slurp your brains back in. I need a vacuum. 
<laughs> what is it? Um, yeah, I have a. You know, I need a shop back. I have that like same. I have like the problem where when I'm using plugins, it like whenever I use like I, I don't know if you guys get the same problem, but if I'm using sometimes when I'm recording, if I have reverb on something while I'm recording, the reverb will kick in, and all of a sudden it starts going like like it starts clicking, like getting all glitchy. That sounds like farting. You need to that sounds... remove your CPU from your computer and burn it a little bit. Wow. That sounds Thank like you. a cache issue. You should always record with the cache at the lowest possible setting that won't tax your CPU and cause that clicking. Like, what do you record at? 128? 64? Well, it could also be a uh, buffer size this is issue. Like bits per no, second. That, that's about... what I meant. Buffer size. Thank you, Jacob. Oh, buffer I meant size. buffer size. I have it at okay. like 64. Okay, you might need to just go to 128 because if you're recording with effects on, then the CPU is having to process both the recording and the effects. Well, no, it comes from playback. It comes from playback. I don't really record with plugins enabled. Uh, oh, okay, okay. It's just it's from playback. Well, then playback. when you're playing back, you definitely got to turn that buffer size up. Okay. Yeah, that'll help. But, like, that's different from sample rate. Here, we're actually, with sample rate, we're actually talking about, like, frequency like frequencies, right? If you had, if you were running the session in 96 and you had oversampling on, your CPU would be driven really hard and you would start to hear that clicking no matter what the buffer size is, probably, unless you've got a really sweet CPU. Mm -hmm. But anyways. Also, keep in mind you're running like a MacBook Air from like how many No, 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 I'm not using that anymore. I got a MacBook Pro back in like 2018. Oh, nice. What year? 2018. You have a newer MacBook than me. Uh, I, 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 for some reason, I still want to get a 2012 MacBook Pro and just like get like soup it up with an SSD because apparently that could still run as a solid laptop. Although I don't know how good for music production it'd be. Yeah, now. that's when my that's my uncle's laptops from like that era, and he still uses it. MacBook 2012 was like a peak MacBook in my opinion. Anyways. I have hope for the future. They're bringing the scissor keyboard back. I mean, so, they practically are at this point. What's the yeah. scissor keyboard? That's like the like, keyboard example, on the, the older MacBook MacBooks. Pro the cool keyboard. Used. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like your MacBook Pro now has just like the... The butterfly the butterfly keyboard. Yeah, yeah. I've got a butterfly you keyboard. You know, I'm used to it. It's not that MacBook. bad. I mean, it's, it's not, not that bad, scissor but, keys, but... I mean, the scissor ones are cool. That's just the yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. The I've got a 2019 a t- and a 2011. So the 2011 has the scissor keys. I I think um I think it started in 2017. If I'm not mistaken, with the with the butterfly keys. Yeah, yeah, it did. And the problem the and the problem USB-C is I have a 20. Too. Yeah, I have a 2017 MacBook Pro, and that that one's the one that's like known for the keyboards to just like stop working because of it. I don't use my MacBook enough for me to be concerned though. But that's something to keep in mind. <laughs> well, that's enough talking about sample. Anyways, here's Wonderwall. Advanced. <laughs> oh, sorry. You 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 know the internet's today bad. So I didn't mean to cut you off. Today is gonna be the day that's gonna be the day that. Today is gonna be the day that's gonna be. That's enough yeah, talking about technical technicalities and yes. and crazy upper level audio recording practice theory things. Yeah. How about? I promise, if you watch that video, it will start to make more sense. 
But for I have now, a, let's have do what we always do best. Let's uh, let's uh, talk about some cool new gear. Coker, cool gear. Coker got a very interesting device. Yeah. So recently, I, as interesting as my AirPod Pros. I wanted to. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I want to give some little bit of backstory. So I've always been into like the uh, ocean liners from like the late 1800s and early 1900s and a lot of those had morse code systems oh so that's on why you wrote a song called on the bottom of the ocean no that's <laughs> not it. it for the fifth but, time get it yeah i get i get it but no uh for real um i uh, but you know i've always been interested in morse code and stuff like that so i got a morse code little key that has a speaker on it and I realized very quickly it has this tone option on it. And at first I was assuming, oh, it's going to be – it's going to crank up the high end when it goes higher. But no, it literally just acts like it changes the key. So, like, I'll play it for you right the now. Pitch. Here it is. So here it is, me doing it. Let me crank it up. It acts – it what is it it's, again? It's an oscillator. It's a Morse code key, but it, it's basically an oscillator. So – Okay. Keep doing it, keep doing it. That can sounds you, like some Animal Crossing sound. Yeah, a little. Can you play the Thomas and Friends theme song on it? I tried one time. I can do My Heart Will Go On pretty well. Oh, do it, do it. That's so appropriate. I can, that's the lowest I can go, so I can't do All the right. little low note. That's so nice. I got the first bit. Well, I can't do one. I'm not doing Wonderwall. Well, then this isn't a this isn't an extra <laughs> reverb podcast. Then. <laughs> you know, with your style, Coker, I'm surprised you haven't covered Wonderwall. Is that like a cardinal sin for you? No, I like Oasis. They're one of my favorite bands, but uh, I've just never gotten around to covering Wonderwall. There's other well, songs I like. To cover Ocean there's a lot Man. of there's a lot of songs that I like more than by them than uh, than Wonderwall. I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this, but I really like uh, All Around the World. That eight minutes that eight that eight minute song from their album that's supposedly their worst album ever. I love that album, by the way. Yeah, you know, I feel like whenever someone it. says an artist is like worst album, I'll go and listen to it, and it's not that bad. Yeah, people hate their their album, their last album that they made as a you know it was the two brothers still in it, uh, be here now. That album, it was sort of like the Phantom Menace where uh, people liked it at first and then people hated it and now people are just sort of like eh. But I'm not really in with it. I'm like, oh, this is a good album, you know. But people really, people still really hate it though. I'm not even gonna lie because it's the thing is all the songs on it are extremely long. The, mm-hmm. the shortest song on it is two minutes, and that's only because it's an excerpt, a little reprise from the eight-minute song all around the world. Hmm. And there's one song, and there's like 12 minutes. It's it's it, All the tracks are insanely long. But me so personally, I've always liked – Yeah, and that also – and a lot of people just felt like it was them being coke addicts and not making a good album, but I felt like it was fine, you know. Yeah, people say that neighbor neighborhoods by uh, Blink One Eighty Two that album was like their worst album. But honestly, 
it's probably my favorite album. And what's dumb too is I didn't listen to it for so long because everyone else was like, it's bad. So I was like, yeah, it's their worst album. I agreed with them, even though I never listened to it. But <laughs> yeah. then I started listening to it because I got really into Angels and Airwaves. So I got used to Tom's voice being different. I'm like, I, I actually love this album. It's really good. It's like it's probably some of the best stuff. It's sort so. of, it's you know, sort of funny though. The fan base, I, like a lot of people, stuff. Yeah, like a one of ELO's albums. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's a song on it called Three Little Diamond or Four Little Diamonds." And that song is, I love that song, Four Little Diamonds" by ELO, and it's supposedly from one of their worst albums, which isn't even a bad album, but it's Four not little not as good. Little diamonds. That's how it goes. Uh, right? Another another album that's like that is um. Funny enough, was uh, "Mind Games" by John Lennon. That when that album came out, that album was hated by people, or not hated, but people. They said it was their his worst album that he had made yet, and I feel like it's just a fine album, you know. Was that? It's, it's crazy, beat, you know. Was that because which which one of them beat their wife? That was John. Is that why people? Like That's something I gotta talk about, man. Okay, because I've been thinking about this. Like, look, this is my thing: is people gotta realize that people change over time. Like, I feel like people forget that people, it's not like, it's not like Bill Cosby or Harvey Weinstein where they did the stuff, got accused of it and then kept doing it after that. No, John Lennon did that stuff. Keep in mind, he didn't, people try to say he did with all of his girlfriends. He didn't do it with Yoko Ono. That's, that's a very, guys, he didn't beat one of his girlfriends, so it's okay. He beat the other I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to say that, that it makes it any better. I'm just saying that's a bit of a falsehood to say that he beat all of his girlfriends. He didn't beat all. All of his girlfriends. It's still wrong that he beat them at all, though. And he admitted that. And that's the thing is he he admitted he literally said in an interview that it's one of the biggest regrets of his life and is part of the reason. And he also said in the interview that the people who have done the worst things, I'm paraphrasing here, the people who have done the worst things end up becoming the best people because people learn. They learn and they change over time. And that's the well, same thing happened to John Lennon. that's definitely not true for Chris Brown. <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. No, he hasn't really learned, you know. I'm not going to um, talk about it on here, but just know? so you guys know, I hate Chris Brown. He is a terrible human being, and I don't understand how but, he's um, so famous. I can't stand uh, that. And love. Back. Hey, did you know that yeah. there's a book called My So-Called Punk? I need to read that book. It's about me. Mm. It is about you, probably. But no, but back to John Lennon. Like they. He, he did a lot of bad stuff. I'm not going to lie. He he neglected his family that he had and ended up – him and Yoko Ono started dating before he even divorced his first wife, Cynthia. And it, it he ended up just ignoring his son, Julian, until like the 70s. Yeah, I hate but Julian. But the thing that people forget – the thing, The thing that people forget though – is that in the late 70s and even the early 70s, John Lennon changed as a person and became a much better person after that. And he became a real – that's the reason why he was a huge peace activist because he realized that what he did to those women was wrong and realized the things he had done in the past was wrong. And eventually he came to the conclusion that he needed to act in order to show that he was a better person. He needed to actively fight for peace in the world, which is what he did. And, and he even he did a he made up with Paul McCartney, who people you know his, people who were friends with him at the time thought that would never happen. He made up with Julian Lennon. He made up. I don't think he ever made up with Cynthia, but he made up with a lot of the people that he had wronged, and it, all of it was ironically just before he died when he got shot. But um, happiness is a made, one gun. 
Yeah. He made it up. He made up with all those people and he changed as a person. And it's, it's, it's because of that, what I, it's because of that whole thing with those celebrities doing that cover of imagine that people are now trying to bring that up again and trying to say that he was a terrible person. In reality, he changed as a person. And I feel like that's the thing. That's the sort of, you know, f- newsflash that I feel like a lot of people need nowadays. Every generation's needed this, to be honest. Oh, Cancel oh, culture is. Oh. I'll give him Cancel the props Col- for uh, for changing, but I'm not going to say, yeah. well, he's a good guy now. Because even if Chris Brown's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm good now. Like, I'm sorry. I made up with some people. I like Earth. It's like, I- I'm still not going to respect you, you piece of garbage, you know? But, I mean, yeah. no, I'm saying I'll, I'll, give him, I'll give him props for changing, at least. You know, I, he saw what he was doing was wrong. So he actively tried to make himself a better person. Yeah, but you don't think he should be, or with the case of John Lennon, you don't think that John Lennon should have his whole name defamed and canceled because of that, though. I mean, isn't he Do dead you? now? So it's like, well, he's dead. He's rest. dead now. But I mean, to be it's, fair, it's like, like look, people trying to cancel Hitler. Like, hey guys, Hitler did not stand up for women's rights, and it's like he's dead, and he's Hitler. Like, who cares? Yeah. And the, yeah, and that's the problem too. Is like so the because of this whole thing where those celebrities were doing that cover of Imagine, this whole thing's come out, and now people are trying to like say that John Lennon was a terrible human being, and nobody should respect him or his music or what he did for like the music world. But the thing is, is that they forget mm-hmm. people change. I just realized I brought up Hitler two times in this episode. We yeah, I know, dude. Like in so yeah, you know, and it's the same thing with well, that they try. Do you to know do- what doesn't change? Huh? War. War never changes. Never, war never changes. Fallout 4 was the last good Fallout game. What's funny is, think about Fallout. I, when in, when the when Take Me Home Country Roads was used for Fallout 76's trailer, I, I was a bit scared, you know? You know? Because I felt like people were going to only associate that with Fallout. And if and when the game turned out to be absolute hot garbage... Which is uh, what happened. Yeah, which is exact. Oh, I mean, I'm that's what I'm saying. It happened. I was like, I was like, oh god, are people going to start associating the song with Fallout seventy six and like how bad that game was? And thankfully, it not really. I mean, surely that song yeah. was enough of an established song for that to not be a thing. If it's a because there's some songs that you never really hear like be, of until it, they're like yeah, used for it, a game or it, a movie, then mm-hmm. they're screwed. You know. Yeah, it became a meme because of that. But the meme sort of transcended Fallout 76 after that. It just became a meme about the song. Well, it's probably because everyone knows it's still a pretty good song. So yeah, not it's gonna... a really... Well, what is it? Um, uh, One song that I heard from Fallout... I st- by the way, I still love the ink spots, by the way, just because of Fallout. Because I, I, I played Fallout 1, by the way. I've played Fallout 1 and 2. Uh, I've never played 3. That's kind of funny. I played all of them except for 3. Fallout I 1, I remember one hearing... Two. I remember hearing the ink spots in that, and I eventually, like, I, I'm still, I still like listening to the ink spots every now and then because of that. And and I remember I first heard the song "The Wanderer." Uh, I can't remember who made it now, off the top of my tongue, off the tip of my tongue. But uh, I heard that song from Fallout Four, you know. And it's just the games; they got good music. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, I, I need to pee pretty badly. Well, better put and on those noise canceling headphones. We're going to end the episode. <laughs> I was not not joking aside. I was kind of hoping that would kind of like. I think it's Q. I think it's time to. Country I mean, this is I this is fun nonetheless, is. but I think we should start. Uh, I think it's time outroing. to. What if we ended this episode with a uh, with a random cut? 
computers aren't the same as calling you